KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, November 2nd. USD's athletic director steps down following hazing allegations. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. California owes nearly $20 billion to the federal government for money it borrowed to pay unemployment benefits during the pandemic. CalMatters is reporting that the debt could put the state in a precarious position. State legislative analysts worry unemployment claims could surge again if their bleak economic forecasts come true. That would further drain the coffers and force the state to rack up even more debt. The County Health and Human Services Agency is looking to partner with organizations to provide cabin shelters to people experiencing homelessness. Around 100 pallet cabins will be made available to organizations through the shelter program. The cabins are similar to tiny homes and will fit one or two people. They will also have storage space, a door that locks, and outlets. Organizations selected for the cabin program will need to have funding and infrastructure for setup and site maintenance. The $1.5 million sleeping cabin program was approved in 2022 by the San Diego County Board of Supervisors. An update to a story we brought you yesterday. UC San Diego released a statement saying the charges against academic workers were dropped after the union who represents them, quote, agreed to accept the accountability proposed by the university, unquote. 59 workers had been charged with disrupting a university alumni event in May. Three of them were later arrested for allegedly using chalk to deface campus property. A joint statement says that the school and the union agreed to keep future protests peaceful and consistent with standards for appropriate labor actions, including following laws against vandalism and damaging university property. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. The athletics director at USD has stepped down. His sudden departure comes after a lawsuit alleging hazing was filed against the university. Education reporter M.G. Perez has been following the story and has the latest details. Bill McGillis has been executive director of athletics at the University of San Diego since 2016. In a press release Wednesday, the university announced he was leaving immediately for other professional opportunities. His departure comes a week after the school's newest freshman football quarterback filed a lawsuit with allegations of hazing and sexual assault involving USD upperclassmen players. The university is conducting an internal investigation of the football team, and its president has promised that players found responsible for violating school policy will face disciplinary action. 
University officials did not make any connection to the director's departure and the lawsuit filed by quarterback A.J. Perez, who left school pending the outcome of his complaint. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The housing market seems to be slowing down in San Diego County and beyond. Reporter Jacob Ayer looks at what that means for homes in the region and one anomaly in North County. CoreLogic, the company that tracks real estate data nationwide, says Southern California home sales, including San Diego County, hit one of the lowest levels ever last month. San Diego real estate agent Voltaire Lepe says he and other agents are feeling the pinch, especially over the last few months. His sales are down about 50%. The current state of the housing market in San Diego County today, uh, I would say, is on a downward trend as far as less sales. And I believe prices are also going to uh, drop or are dropping right now slightly uh, because demand is down. Despite high mortgage rates, San Diego County recorded its highest ever priced home sale last week with an oceanfront Del Mar property going for $44.1 million. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. A researcher at UC San Diego is looking for alternatives to lithium-ion batteries. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge looks at what could be a cheaper, more sustainable way to store energy. Today, lithium-ion batteries power so much of what we use. Electric cars, laptops, and of course, our smartphones. Kent Griffith, a chemistry professor at UCSD, says lithium-ion is hard to beat. Let's get you know one thing sort of straight. I mean, lithium-ion is the best technology that, that we have, right? That's why it is almost universally used in terms of how much energy it can store. But lithium is a limited resource that has to be mined. One thing Griffith is investigating is the creation of sodium ion batteries. We know that we have an effectively infinite amount of sodium. So if we could make the switch to sodium ion batteries, we wouldn't have to ever worry about running out of sodium. He says sodium batteries wouldn't store as much energy as lithium, but they'd be cheaper and practical in situations where the battery doesn't need to be lightweight. Testing of prototypes is underway. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. Coming up, why volunteers are guarding a Dia de los Muertos ofrenda in Hillcrest. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. San Diego researchers think the vibrant marine environment near La Jolla Cove is directly linked to the underwater canyon just offshore. Environment reporter Eric Anderson says Scripps Institution of Oceanography scientists are spending time there, trying to unlock the ocean dynamics that make that abundant sea life possible. 
The crew aboard the research vessel Beister spent a week dragging sensitive machinery through the water around a submerged La Jolla Canyon. They're hoping to understand the complex processes that feed the rich ecosystem under the surface. Engineer Sarah Goheen says the team uses a winch system to raise and lower a CTD device, which measures conductivity, temperature, and depth. The team is tracking dye released near the canyon several days before. So we're just yo-yoing non-stop with it, uh, driving transects of the canyon back and forth to see if we can see the dye that we released on Tuesday. The four-foot-long tube resembles a model rocket. It can be raised and lowered quickly through the different ocean layers, giving researchers a snapshot of the water column from the surface to the ocean floor. This is the, the crash guard, and so this is actually going to be removed when we are deploying it. So this is just, just for, for on deck because they are crazy delicate. And There's another tool that does roughly the same thing, but much slower. Instead of pulling and dropping the device as quickly as possible, it is designed to take its time. It falls at half a meter a second. It's got these umbrella wings that actually open up in the water column so that it has a nice steady descent rate and it free falls. And the information it gathers helps researchers understand the different layers of the ocean and how turbulence affects them. The warmer water near the surface is separated from deeper, colder water by the thermocline. That's an active barrier between warm and cold and it's also where the dye has persisted for nearly a week. Researchers added audio snapshots of the water column thanks to an acoustic device strapped to the side of the ship. We can't use lasers, things that use um, light in water because, uh, as you know, probably by looking into the ocean, can't see very, very far down. So light attenuates very, very quickly in water. Postdoctoral researcher Liz Widener says the acoustic signals are sent to the bottom of the ocean every few minutes. The return echo helps fill in the gaps that the larger instruments miss. We can also track the position of the thermocline, so we can track it with very high resolution. We're probably having you know, one acoustic profile every maybe one to five meters, which is much higher resolution than where you know, the CTD that we're dropping and bringing back up, you know, that's maybe every hundred meters. And for a solid week, the vessel spent every day with instruments in the water tracking the dye in the constantly moving ocean. Back in his lab, researcher Matthew Alford hopes that data will help explain the underwater turbulence. This information is providing us with fundamental fluid mechanics about how the ocean works that is super climate relevant. Oceanographers think the underwater turbulence brings nutrients from the deeper waters to the warmer surface layer of the ocean. That feeds all manner of plant and animal life contributing to the vibrant undersea environment. I really like to see the structures in the dye, and you can just see how, how incredibly complicated the turbulent structures are. Alford, looking at a computer simulation, compares the underwater waves to the ones surfers might see on the surface. The tidal and wind-driven ocean forces hitting the slope of the canyon fuel the water's movement. The resulting patterns are complex but predictable. This dye begins at the boundary but very quickly, due to convergences in this process, gets shot out into the interior here. In the week-long experiment, the dye released in the ocean teaches researchers about the underwater waves. And understanding the vigorous and complex turbulence that feeds life near the canyon is a small step toward understanding larger ocean processes that can affect things like climate. And so everything that happens in La Jolla Canyon 
is not represented properly in climate models, and we have to teach them how to represent that in what's called parameterizations. Better climate models will lead to better understanding of the changes that are coming as the oceans warm with the rest of the planet. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Volunteers are guarding a Dia de los Muertos ofrenda in Hillcrest. Last year's ofrenda was vandalized. Reporter Katie Heisen visited the altar in the heart of the LGBTQ community. Beneath the towering pride flag wave brightly colored papel picados. Candles flicker around framed photos of loved ones who have died. And their favorite treats, hot tamales, concha, fireball whiskey, and a lone cigarette. At the center, a pair of work gloves worn black with use. Tucked among the frames are icons of the gay community, Leslie Jordan, Betty White, Marsha P. Johnson, and Mexican singer Juan Gabriel, whose song plays as traffic passes. A woman crowned in flowers sits guard. Last year, folks that didn't understand the ofrenda ended up destroying it. Carla Quezara Torres says she is one of a dozen volunteers who have been guarding the ofrenda all day and night. She says the community ofrenda gives people a chance to grieve together. Sometimes that takes a lot more strength and courage to embrace each other during a moment of pain. Many of the faces in this ofrenda are noticeably young. Quezara Torres says that reflects death by suicide homicide and AIDS among the LGBTQ plus community. But more than grieving, she says, they celebrate their lives. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for the day's top local news. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.